Praise God. I'm going to, Lord willing, preach a little bit. Acts chapter 1. Amen. Thank you for your faithfulness to the house of God. Amen. The Bible commands us to, to assemble together. Praise the Lord. I said the Bible commands us to assemble together. Forsake not the assembling together of yourself. Even more, amen, when you see the day approaching. Even more when you see a world that's going nuts. Amen. That, that's not the time to, amen, spend your time goofing off and chasing things of the world. But it's time to, amen, get together with God's people. Amen. Get the strength that you need to go another day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise God. So good to have Brother Gregory well and in service. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We're, we're beating the devil and we're beating the flu. We're beating COVID and we're whatever else. Amen. We're children of God. Amen. Acts 1 and verse 1. The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion or after he passed away by many infallible proofs. I'm glad that the cross was not the end of the story. But there was a stone that was rolled away. Amen. And he came out and showed himself by many infallible. That means you can't deny it. I mean, it's not even debatable. Proofs being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. And being assembled together with them. Amen. Praise God. That means God comes to the assembly. <laughs> amen. When God's people assemble. Amen. He shows up. Assembled together with them. Commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem. But wait for the promise of the Father. Which saith he ye have heard of me. Praise God. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. It may be wonderful tonight if everybody that didn't have the Holy Ghost walked out with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. When they therefore were come together, they asked of him saying, Lord, will thou at this time, everybody say at this time, Will you restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not. Everybody say, It is not. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his, everybody say, own power. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. But ye shall receive power after not not the father's power not what he has in his own power and what he's keeping to himself but he's given us something he's going to give us a different power amen and let me tell you when this power comes it comes after after everybody say after i don't know about that holy ghost well you ain't gonna get the power till you get it power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem shall be you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto hot springs and unto the uttermost part of the earth amen well I feel Jesus in this place today Hallelujah. I'm going to preach for just a little while from this title. Ye shall be witnesses. 
ye shall be witnesses. Set your Bible down, lift your hands to the Lord and your voices to the Lord. Let's ask God to help us right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. God, I pray miracles would come up on this place right now. God, I pray that you would open up the understanding of people. Come on, join up with somebody right now. And I want you to pray until the Holy Ghost begins to pray through you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, you have been good to us. God, you have been wonderful to this church. God, you have blessed us. God, you have strengthened us. God, you have increased us. You have given us many blessings. Oh, you've led us with your hand, God. You have ordered our footsteps. Oh, we don't have sad stories, God. We have happy stories tonight. Oh, come on, let's love Jesus together right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, thank you for standing. You can be seated. Amen, I, I want to preach. Ye shall be witnesses. Amen, everybody say ye shall be witnesses. Amen, that means you're, you're supposed to be a witness. Amen, I said you're supposed to be a witness. You're supposed to be a witness. Amen. Uh, these words uh, are the final, I guess, the departing instructions of Jesus to his disciples as they are described by Luke, the physician. And he begins to uh, reiterate that Jesus uh, was risen from the dead and it appeared unto all the disciples for 40 days, teaching them of the kingdom of God. You're talking about Bible college. 40 days of Bible college. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting down with Jesus for 40 days and him just all day long telling you about the kingdom of God? Woo, my, my, I hope he comes down in this house tonight and we feel what they felt on that day when he was telling them all the stories of what it's going to be like. Amen. What it's going to be like when we get to the other side. My, hey, it's all good ahead of us. You hear me? It's all good ahead of us. Uh, amen. It don't get nothing but better from here on out. And then he tells them, don't depart from Jerusalem. Amen. I, I think I might have preached part of this the other day. And he said, don't depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. Well, they didn't know what the promise of the Father was at that point. Amen. But we know it was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We've read the book and we understand what the promise was now. Amen. Not only do we know what it was. Amen. Thank God most of us have experienced what it was. <laughs> amen. To have that Holy Ghost come upon you and you begin to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Not Jimmy Swagger teaching you how, but the Holy Ghost taking control and you can't speak in English anymore. Woo, give me that old time religion. Amen, I don't want this new fake Holy Ghost where nothing changed and there ain't no fruit. And you still smoke the same old cigarettes and go to the same old bar stool. That's the new kind. I got the old kind. I said I got the old kind where old things pass away and behold all things Become new. Hallelujah. Thank you for something real, God. Hallelujah. Amen. Then, then he, he's telling them don't depart. And, and then th this happens. They come together and they ask him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? What they were thinking was it was, the, it was the end time. It was the last of the days and their curiosity was to figure out the exact timing of when it was going to happen. Man, that's very natural to be curious about end time events. Man, humans want to know things about the future. Man, worldly people, they go to a, 
to palm readers. They go to devil worshipers is what they go to. Amen. The people of God don't fool with stuff like that. Amen. People of the world want to know what their horoscope says and what the palm reader said. I want to know what Jesus said. I don't care what the devil's got to say. I'm not serving the devil anymore. I got a new master. His name is Jesus. Amen. And that's what I'm interested in is knowing what he has to say. Amen. But it's the natural uh, instinct of humanity to want to know what the future is. Amen. Even on the religious side of people, you, you know, if I said, um, I'm going to have a end time prophecy conference and, and, uh, you know what happened if I put it on the internet, end time prophecy conference, 308 Jeanette Street. What would happen is they, they, there wouldn't be room for everybody that wanted to know what some clown had to tell them. Well, praise God. But if I had a conference, I, I announced we're going to have a conference on, uh, on repentance starting next Friday night. Amen. <laughs> If we bought a dozen donuts, there'd be three left over probably. <laughs> it's all right. You can, I've been here praying almost all day. I, I know what the Lord wants me to preach about. Hey Amen. If I had an end time conference and I said, somebody's going to tell us about the red horse and the day he's going to show up and then the black horse and, and the day that that seal's going to be open, this place would be packed out. Something that don't amount a hill of beans to the church. But if I started preaching about repentance, which if you don't do it, you ain't going to make heaven your home. The flesh don't want to hear what it needs to hear. The flesh would have a vacation or a fishing trip or going to Branson or. Well, hallelujah. Can I preach to you a little while? Just all right. Hallelujah. Amen. It's just the nature of humanity. We want to know. Jesus tells them. He said, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. They are asking about the future and the end time and Jesus is saying, you're not going to know the timing of it. Hey, don't get your feelings all upset. I know there's theologians in this room. Way smarter than me, but I'm just going to preach the Bible to you. Don't get offended. There's some things that ain't for you to know. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus said. But of that day and hour knoweth no man. Did you hear what I said? The words of Jesus, but of that day and hour knoweth no man. Know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. <laughs> then he said, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, they were drinking. They were marrying, they were given in marriage. They were going on vacation. They were chopping wood. They were canning tomatoes. They were checking the beehives. I'm just rambling. They were changing the oil. They were washing the car. They were doing everything except going to church with Noah. Are you, are you understanding what I'm preaching about right now? They were doing everything they could do in their day except go over there with Noah and help him build an ark. When you lose the desire to help Noah build the ark, when you lose the desire to hear the preached word of God, you are the sign of the end time. Amen, let me just preach. We should be aware, praise God. We should not be caught off guard. 
We should be able to discern the times. We should be able to feel. You should be able to pray and feel that the end is coming close. You ought to have enough Holy Ghost in you to know that time is short. And if you're going to do something for God, you better get to doing. You ought to know there's things in your life that need to be pruned out. Honey, look at the season. It's time to prune some things. Hallelujah. He said it is not for you to know the time. Everybody say the time. Or the season which the Father hath put in his own power. Everybody say his power. This word power means authority. But if you want to know what it means the most like in your English language, it means the most like jurisdiction. So Jesus is saying the end time is not in your jurisdiction. What does that mean? Man, we've got a little rock cop here tonight. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And there ain't one thing he can do to you. (laughs) Praise God. He drives through hot springs and sees tags that are expired. He sees Pentecostal speeding down the highway. Praise God. He sees all kinds of things. But you know what? He would drive himself batty if he worried about everything that wasn't in his jurisdiction. Come on, I'm going to preach to you a little while. I said, I'm going to preach to you a little while. I'm going to preach to you a little while. There's things you need to be worried about. And there's things you don't need to worry about. There's things you need to focus on. And there's things you don't need to focus on. I'm going to preach in just a minute about what what I want to preach about. Amen. Amen. I just want to preach to you about a danger of getting outside of your jurisdiction and chasing things you don't need to be chasing. Oh, hallelujah. There's some things God's laid up and we just walk by faith. Say, well, I got to know everything. Well, this is going to be a hard life for you. I, you, you, I'm black. It's black and white. You got to show me. Well, it's going to be a hard life for you, because this is a walk by faith and not by sight. Thank God for the word that we have. Thank God for the understanding we have. But at the end of the day, I'm going to walk in faith and no. Hey, let me tell you, I've seen good. And I ain't even preaching about this, but I am preaching about this. I've seen good apostolic people get out of their jurisdiction and get in lanes they shouldn't have been in, looking up things they shouldn't have been looking up, on YouTube channels they shouldn't have been on. Let me tell you what the Bible said. No man knows the day or the hour. So if a man stands up and says he knows when it is, just know that is a false prophet. Know that this Bible said in the last days uh, there shall be false prophets. Uh, They're going to declare things uh, that are not true. Uh, Boy, I feel Jesus backing me up right now. I've seen good people Get into Jewish mysticism, which ain't nothing but white magic. 
which ain't nothing but worship of the devil. Let me tell you something. We're not sacrificing red heifers tonight. Jesus was the sacrifice. We're not looking for a perfect sacrifice. He already lives in my heart. He already gave his life on Calvary. He was on a cross and he gave it all for you. Hallelujah. You better get in the word of God and get out of the garbage. Getting kind of quiet in the house. The new thing in Pentecost is to go to all this end time garbage and listen to people that are just rambling their own opinion. The Word of God has never been about a man's opinion. When people start saying, uh, well, it is of my understanding. This is what my belief is. After 36 months and the, and the seventh thing is open, then that is when you need to make sure uh, uh, that it don't happen in the winter time so you don't have to flee. Why don't we just take what the word of God said? Hey, we preach against gambling. So why wouldn't you just live rapture ready right now? Who cares when it happens if you're ready anyway? Who cares if it's pre or mid or post or just live ready to meet God. Hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord together. Amen. I, I that's not what I'm preaching about, but I'm preaching about it right now. Man, let me, let me just warn you, when you go to witness the people, if all they want to talk about is the book of Revelation, understand they got a spirit a hold of them. They don't want to talk about the book of Acts. They want to talk about the book of Revelation. Let me tell you who the author of confusion is. It's the devil. Amen. People that won't provide for their family, uh, yet they want to. Getting kind of quiet here now. Hey, it's time for the church to get in the lane we're supposed to be in. Well, let me just preach about it. Can I preach about what we're supposed to be doing? You want to hear what we're supposed to be doing? He said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but this is the conjunction. He's saying, don't focus on that, but focus on this. Ye shall receive power. Just say no to dead church. Just say no to no power church. Ye shall receive power. You know where that word power comes from? Deutimus, which we get the English word dynamite from. God put dynamite under the pews tonight. Light it, Lord. But the power comes after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be, shall be, shall be, shall be, shall be. Could be, would be, or to be. No. Shall be. 
witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Amen. I love the power. You ain't going to get the power until you get the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, I can't live right. I can't do right. It's because you ain't got the power yet. We don't need to be judging people because they can't live right. Don't judge the crackhead because he can't stop smoking crack. Show him the Bible. Show him where the power is. You couldn't live right either till you got the Holy Ghost. Amen. And then after you get the Holy Ghost, Jesus simply said, you shall be witnesses. Praise God. You shall. Everybody say you shall. Everybody say that means me. The true purpose and intent of every disciple is to make more disciples. Well, praise the Lord. You want to know what your purpose is in the kingdom of God? Make more disciples. Well, I don't feel important because I ain't a teacher. I don't feel important because I ain't a preacher. You are important. You are a witness. Hey, I'm telling you, the first most important purpose and intent of a disciple is to make more. Well, hallelujah. There's nothing like the feeling of winning somebody. Somebody that had their mind made up, they were going the other way. And you said, God, give me the words to say right now. And God gave you the words, gave you the scriptures, and gave you the boldness, and gave you the wisdom. And you begin to talk. Amen. And through your words, somebody turned around and came back to the house. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Your purpose is not to be rich. Your purpose is not to sing a song. Well, tell you if God calls you to play music, praise God. Amen. He's called me to play music every now and then because you can listen to the recordings and every now and then I play middle C. Praise God. Ain't that beautiful? It don't matter if God uses you in music, in the gifts, in... That doesn't get you out of the first priority. Your first priority as a disciple after you receive the Holy Ghost and you get the power is that God called you to witness. About 30 witnesses in here. I'll go to the next point when everybody gets it. It don't matter if God makes you a millionaire and you pay off that new church, you're still called to be a witness. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody say you shall be witnesses. So now I'm going to preach what I came to preach about. 
A witness is just what it sounds like. You know what a witness means? In English, it means a witness. Praise God. Uh, the prosecution would like to call its first witness. Come to the front, stand there. Raise your right hand, repeat after me. I promise whatever, blah, blah, blah. Sit down. What do they want from a witness? They want to know what you've seen, what you heard, what you experienced, uh, what was it like. Can you give us the details of that night? Uh, who else was it? Were you different when you came out than when you... They want every detail out of a witness. Uh, what? You should have been there when I prayed through. The church was on fire and the Holy Ghost too. What are you doing? I'm witnessing. Hey. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, I felt the Spirit moving all over me. What are you doing? I'm witnessing right now. I said, I'm witnessing. Hallelujah. My Lord, when's the last time you told somebody? Well, y'all were running aisles a while ago. Praise God. Must hit a bad spot. Sometimes I feel like I, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Sometimes I feel like I wonder if God even called me. Sometimes the same message. Praise God. Ain't God good? I said, ain't God good? When's the last time you was a witness? I'm telling you. Did you know that there's a scripture here that says people wrestle the scripture to their own destruction? And the description means that like two wrestlers and they're taking the and the words and they're trying to turn them to mean something else. Kind of like a Trinitarian trying to say that there's more than one God. When the Bible said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. One God manifests in the flesh. Seen of angels. Preached unto the Gentiles. Received up into glory. That was God. Amen. There's one. But people take scriptures and they twist them to try to make them say what they wanted to say. But let me tell you what they can't twist is a witness. You ever seen a witness that said, yeah, I saw it. And he did it. They try to cross-examine me. Are you sure he did it? Oh, yeah, he did it. How do you know? Because I know he did it. Because I was there. I don't care what you say. He did it. I don't care. And when you say, I walked in church one day, and I was a mess. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. I was living in a cardboard box. Drinking everything I could get a hold of. Smoking everything I could get a hold of. Didn't have no friends. Didn't have this. But when I walked through that door and I went to that altar and I repented of my sins and I got the Holy Ghost. Honey, my whole world changed. Are you sure? Oh yeah, I'm sure. 
nothing as powerful as a witness. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to be a witness. These people walked in this building full of devils, bound. I don't know how many times. Couldn't break free. You know what their testimony was? I don't know what happened. All I know is I'm free. All I know is the devil got evicted. Boy, it feels so good. It feels so good to be free. Hallelujah. Amen. Does anybody in this house want to be a witness? Amen. I want to be a witness. Uh, Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 We owe it to a lot of people. Man, before we win the world, before we go out and change everybody in our city, let's make sure we save our home first. Let's make sure our babies. Get the Holy Ghost. Let's make sure our grandchildren are full of the Holy Ghost. I feel so, feel so blessed tonight. Greatest witness in my life was my mother. As a little boy. I would see her around the house. She was just a normal mom, whatever. Do what normal moms do. But a lot of times when I'd come home from school, she'd be kneeled by her bed. And the Holy Ghost would be on that woman. If you've ever seen one of those little characters they put on the dash called a bobblehead (laughs) that's where they got that from somebody walked into an apostolic church one day and the real Holy Ghost was on somebody tell you when I'd come home from school my mama be going That woman that normally walked around picking up towels or whatever mamas do. But when she was praying, she was different. I knew that whatever was a hold of her was real. I'm telling you, she was a witness for God. Because as a little boy, I knew God was real. I may not have been the best little child but I knew whatever was a hold of that woman was the real deal my mama didn't have a car to to drive to the church and pray this was late 70s early 80s when moms stayed home and took care of their kids and made biscuits and stuff like that it was the good old days amen she didn't have a car to jump in and go to the church and pray. That, that's a blessing that we have today. But th- she didn't use that as an excuse not to pray. Now, I, this is my disclaimer. If I had six kids and, and I knew they were about to get out of school, I'd probably be praying somewhere. To, God help me through one more evening. These rugrats, <laughs> praise God. 
Whatever it takes, God. Maybe y'all didn't have enough kids. Sister Shree, I see your name on there every day. That's starting to get a hold of it now. All y'all need to have six kids. Maybe we have some prayer meetings then. Well, I think I felt something right there. Praise God. Anyway, thank the Lord. And when it was church time, we didn't say, Mom, are we going to church? We didn't even say, Mama, can we stay home from church? You say, Mama, there's a Cabot Fest is going on, or Mama, there's a football game going on, or Mama, there's something going on at the school. I don't care. You better get in that car. Yes, ma'am. We'll go pile up in that car and go to church. I'm telling you, old days, even when it snowed, they went to church. So I remember coming home from BB one night down the old highway to war, and the, the road just built up, and swamp on both sides, bridges everywhere, and it was iced over. My uncle, the name was Buck, had given us a car, and it was about 42 foot long, I think. And uh, we was coming across the bridge. I was in the back seat, and all of a sudden, that car started going like this. And I just heard Mama say, Jesus. And it straightened up, and we just went on home. Let me tell you something. God takes care of his regular customers. When I say Jesus, I want him to hear me. I don't want him saying, who's that? Who was that? Anyway, go to church. Spirit of God, get on my mom. I'm I'm talking about being a witness. My mom wasn't a preacher, I don't think. She preached to us quite a bit, but I don't think she was called. But I'm talking about being a witness. Telling you, my mama didn't care who was watching. Maybe that's where we get in. Telling you, when it comes Jesus' time, she didn't care who's, what people's gonna say about her. She didn't care about the self righteous crowd. Obviously, she didn't care about the gossiping crowd. Because when the Holy Ghost got on her, she didn't stay in the pew. She'd get out of that pew and she'd start raising her hands and praying. Her old mouth start quivering. She'd go to speaking in tongues, start spinning around, and start doing sign language. My mama don't know sign language. She don't even know the alphabet. I know that, man. But she'd start spinning and praying, and, and people that were deaf would say, she's praising God. You know what that did to me? I thought, whatever, she's got. It's real. It takes my normal mom and turns her into something. So from the time I was a little boy, I never questioned whether God was real or not. I got a feeling the people that grow up and their parents are knots on the log. And they ain't ever seen their mom or dad swim in the Holy Ghost. They're the ones... Dealing with the confusion whether this is real or not. But the ones that grew up with a witness. Hey, I want to make a witness out of somebody. I said I want to make a witness out of somebody in this house. Be real. Amen. 
So my mom introduced me to God. Praise the Lord. Don't introduce your children into rebellion. Does anybody want to be a witness? Praise God. If you struggle with authority, don't introduce your children to that. If you struggle with holiness, don't introduce your babies to that. You're putting them at a disadvantage. I feel so blessed. I used to feel sorry for myself when I was little. Because I didn't understand all this. Now I realize how blessed I am. Our next door neighbor was the football coach, wasn't he? And he, he, he would come over, we played football in the yard. And then they said, and this guy said, man, them Moats boys. Them are football players. And they said, Miss Moats, can we... We want them to play football. My mom said, they ain't playing football. My boys ain't going to wear short sleeve shirts. My boys ain't going to go to athletics and wear shorts with all your boys. My boys ain't going to be running out on the field in front of all your cheerleaders. Hey, I felt sorry for myself. I didn't realize I was in the house of a witness that was raising me in the... I didn't realize I had a hedge around me. I didn't realize how blessed I, but I see it now. Don't introduce your children to your struggles. feels like a self-righteous moment arising. Don't introduce your children to your struggles. Introduce them to your Savior. Don't show them all your failures. Show them your Savior. Don't let them be everything you wish you weren't. Boy, I feel Jesus. I said, I feel Jesus. Well, hallelujah. If we would just get that, we would change the whole future generation of Pentecost. Think about it. Everybody's got struggles. Don't ever let your children see your struggle. What are you talking about? Because if you do, if they see you constant struggle, guess what happens? It just gets passed on to the next generation. This is just who we are. I'm sure my mama had all kinds of problems. She had six kids. Five boys. Five boys that were half moats, half Eddie. Praise God. Woo. That's why she had a prayer life. And one girl that was maybe worse than the boys. She had problems. But when we went home, she didn't sit us down to. I'm really struggling wanting to listen to George Jones. I, I, I struggled today, boy. You know what that would have made me do? Who's George? George? What's that? What is he saying? Show me. You say, well, we would never do that. Well, when you throw a temper tantrum in front of him, you just showed him. Praise God. That's good preaching right here. God, don't let me pass bad stuff down to my boys. Don't let me pass bad stuff to my boys. 
Let me pass good things to them. I made up my mind a lot. When we got married, I, I, I would never fight with my wife in front of my kids. So guess what? I've always had kids, so I've never fought with her, I guess. They're always around. It's that Grand Central Station. Praise God. Well, I don't want them growing up, fighting with her, slapping their. How do you do it? You just don't slap. It's getting tight, but it's getting right. I said it's getting tight, but it's getting right. How do you do it? You just do like you're supposed to do. Well, hallelujah. You ever heard them say, well, that's your kid. (laughs) Yeah, that's your kid. What they're saying is they've watched you. Hey, I want them to turn out good, and they say, that's your kid. Well, Well, praise God. Help me to preach, God. Five more minutes. Praise God. The Bible says, Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read of all men. He's writing to the church at Corinth. He's calling the members of the church, he's calling them epistles, which is letters that are known and read of all men. I'll tell you something, the greatest, the greatest witness is your life. Yeah. People that have a struggle producing fruit to the Spirit don't like when I start preaching like this. That's why I'm going to preach like this. We got to hear this. Greatest witness will be your life. It's what the Bible said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And what happens when they see your good works? Oh, yeah. And they would glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. Think about the world seeing how you act. And saying, I like that. God's good. That's them people that go to church. Well, I'm digging. Let just let me dig a while, I guess. The church should be the most fair, most honest, most trustworthy, most obedient, most equal balanced people on the whole planet. Well, we ought to be the most hardworking. We ought to be the most dependable. Well, why? Because you're a representative of God. Man, did y'all hear somebody testify the other night and they said they ghosted me? Praise God. Did y'all hear somebody say they ghosted me? <laughs> that was funny. Amen. The Lord just laid it on my heart. Amen. This is what you do. <laughs> oh, this is funny. When somebody ghosts you, 
You Holy Ghost them. Praise God. Amen. Well, I waited all day to say that. I thought, I thought we'd get us. Praise God. Oh, Jesus. Praise God. Let me tell you a big one. This may be the one that prevents divorces and prevents breakups and prevents people from hating one another. And it's this big one right here. I'm sorry. Praise God. Who was clapping just then? One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> well, praise God. I want to be a witness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless this church. Hey, Amen. I'm going to get in your business. It's what the Bible said, Romans 12 and 11, be not slothful in business. Praise God. Be not slothful in business. Fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I'm going to tell you, slothful means lazy. Telling you, laziness is a sin. I, I'll preach a while like this if that makes you feel better. Everybody's scared. I hope you don't look at me. I'm looking at everybody. This is what the Bible said Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do. Do it with thy mind. Let me tell you what the first part says. Your hand has to find something first. Well, if God wants me to do something, he'll give me a job. That ain't Bible. The Bible said whatever your hand finds to do. Praise God. Boy, this is getting good now. Stand up, school kids. Praise God. Guess what y'all's hands have found to do? Praise God. What was that? Schoolwork. Schoolwork. Wow. They found some schoolwork. A couple of them found a 200-word essay that says, why I should listen during preaching and not talk. Amen. Amen. They wrote it. I, I, Amen. I'm still the superintendent or something. The Bible said whatever your hand find to do, do it with your might. It don't matter if you're in first grade or you're in 12th grade or you're a stay-at-home mom or you're working at McDonald's or you got your first job. The Bible said whatever your hand find to do, you ought to be the best that there is. You want God to bless you? Be the best that you are. Be. And Lord, I'm still preaching. And that does not include playing video games or playing frisbee or going fishing. That ain't what the Lord was talking about. Or trying to be the best deer hunter in the world. That ain't what God was talking about. Oh, it's getting quiet now. I just want to make sure I got everybody. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. 
Everybody, listen to me, church. If you don't have ambition in your life, that is the great way for the devil to come and get in your mind that I don't mind with no goals. Hey, give me five more minutes. That I don't mind with no ambition and no goal is the most dangerous mind. The, it, the cards are stacked against them. Hey, I'm pre- don't, don't let your people be like that. Hey. Praise God. Amen. Well, I don't think you need to preach. Well, that's the Bible. I'm still in my lane right now. I, I said I'm still in my lane. Somebody the other day asked me, said, man, oh, you know, do you see anything I'm doing wrong? You feel like, you know, is there something I need to improve? Whatever. And, 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 I, and I simply said this, you know, I think you're a great person. But I can tell you, for 20 years of my life, I was constantly either reading a book, trying to improve myself, or listening to a tape. Y'all don't even know what an old tape is. Or I, or I was reading something, listening, to, going somewhere, somebody to help me improve whatever. I, I, I think it's a sin to not try to improve. I think it's, I, I think it's the devil. I think it's depression is what. I'm just going to preach a minute. I think no ambition is depression is what it really is. Because when you understand I'm a child of God and the sky is the limit and I can do all things through him. God is on my side. God is with me. Hallelujah. You ought to have enough ambition even to just come to this church and pray. God, make me a better husband. Make me a better wife. Make me a better parent. God, I want to be better. Why? Because we're representing him. Stand together with me. Lord, I preached about everything under the sun tonight and enjoyed every minute of it. Amen. You know what? I, I feel like John, when he said, this is what I want. I want you to prosper. I want you to have everything in this life. Even as your soul prospers. I, I don't want you to get out of balance. I hope you understand what I'm saying. I don't want you to think, well, pastor said we all need to go own our own business and do this and because we all. No. I want you to be the best at everything. Yeah. Hey, man, I, I, I want you to be a Bible study teacher. I want you to be ready to always give an answer. How do you do that? You better get in that word. Praise God. Praise God. I'm just going to tell you something. Almost every major advance in medicine and technology and all the sciences and the maths, all the, all the major inventions and major things that's happened in our world over the last hundreds of years. Let me tell you where all those ideas came from. You go look it up. Nuclear bombs. Medicines. It's all the Jewish people. You know, there's something ingrained in them. We're we're the people of God. We're the children of Abraham. 
And they excel in whatever they do. They've got something in them. What are we? We were grafted in. I said we were grafted into the tree. I'm telling you that same blessing should flow through every one of us. That same desire. I just read yesterday that the Israelis are testing this little something that'll go through your body and eat every cancer cell there is. What, what is it? It's somebody that, hey, they love God. They just don't know who he is. But they've got it in them. I'm going to, I represent something. I'm going to be the best. And they work and they excel and they try. God put it in every one of us. Come on, why don't you lift your hands to the Lord? You're talking about a witness. God's wanting to make some witnesses out of people. Somebody could get the Holy Ghost right now. If you need the Holy Ghost, why don't you come down to this front? If you want God to touch you, bring somebody with you if you need to. Come on, church. You want God to make a witness out of you. You want God to open up the windows of heaven on you. Come on, why don't you come with a made-up mind? Oh, we love you. Oh, hallelujah. Put it on us, God. Put it on us, God. Put it on us, God. Help us. Oh, we want to be what you called us to be. Let deliverance be in this house right now. I bind every spirit of hell that would come against them. In the name, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus tonight, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Come on, why don't you just pray, God, help me. God, I want to go higher. The Holy Ghost is going to help somebody. The Holy Ghost is going to come on somebody.